0: Hello everyone. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number 1, it's totally free. They also have creation tools that allow you to edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. How convenient is that? Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. So, what are you waiting for? You can also make money with no minimum listenership. It's time to get started. Here we go. Hey, what's up y'all, I'm Dr. King Yaa and uh, I am hosting uh, tonight I have a very special guest with us, this young, beautiful lady, Jade. You guys, if you have not seen her, she is awesome, truly amazing. Uh, I want you to definitely check her out on her TikTok. She is just like a phenomenal young lady, dropping Mm Drew and gems for brothers and sisters. And... um, yeah, I'm just so, so super excited. Jade underscore the T-H-A underscore Gemini. She is a Gemini, so you already know. We she got we got the best of both worlds with us tonight. <laughs> I am just so excited to have you. What's going on, Jade? Thank
1: you for having me. I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. I'm
0: good. Yeah, you look just amazing. You Thank
1: go- you. Off? I use soap. Ah. <laughs> what type of soap do you use? <laughs> I use vanilla body scrub, you know, and some black soap, African black soap.
0: Okay. Stuff that you make?
1: No. Who has the time? Okay. All right. I, I shop
0: black. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Y'all hear that now. She said she shop black soap, African black soap. So she looking for some of that black soap. Who got the best yeah. out there?
1: Send me the plug.
0: There it is, there it is. So Jay, I know you've been around for a little minute. you do a whole lot of different things in the community. Um, you're passionate, a lot of things. so uh, f- fortunately, this is your first time on our platform, so please introduce yourself to our audience and uh, and let them know you know what it is that you you want to share with them. like um, they're open to receive what you got to share. Uh, you guys just I'm so amazed.
1: <laughs> well, uh, my name is Jade. It all started when I was born. Um, yeah, that was a traumatic experience. I'm kidding. I, um, I have a double life. I I'd like to say, so if you can tell, cause I don't code switch as much anymore. Um, I do have an accent. So while I was born American, I grew up wisely in the West Indies. That was a choice my parents deliberately made. And I, I think I understand why. And as we talk, I can, you know, talk about that. Um, In the West Indies, I'm a bit of a musician, an artist, a a media personality. I have a podcast. Um, I write articles for magazines, and I also perform. Um, And here in America, since COVID, I started my own consultant business, and I work in finance, and I'm not going to say more, (laughs) because when people don't like you, they call your job.
0: Oh my Lord, look at you. Oh my. <laughs> I mean, great stuff, great stuff. So, you know, uh, I first uh came in contact with you on TikTok.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Saw some of the amazing posts that you always post. I mean, they're all amazing, right? Because uh-huh. of them, right? But just your message is different. You know, you have oh, wow. a- or the Black man, you have a message for the Black woman, and you're really just reaching out to people, you know, um, as it relates to mindset, as it relates to relationships, as it relates to finances, as it relates to just everyday life. So tell us what got you started um, on this journey.
1: Um, man, if I'm honest, I came on TikTok at first, but like just thirst traps to watch thirst traps, like to unwind after the day. Um, but the more I'm a, I'm a very big introvert and being on TikTok is kind of like seeing every human being in the world. You get exposed to so much and you see so much that you don't, you know, ordinarily have to deal with in your day-to-day life. And I started seeing like all these issues and people expressing things. And I, I, I became more sensitive to like the lack of global perspective and how people present themselves and how individualistic society had become. And I'm watching people, you know, be angry about things, be sad about things, be torn up about things, say things out of their mouth that I'm like, would your mom be okay with you commenting this to a stranger? Like, what are we doing as humans? This is a failed experiment. So I was like, everybody tends to get on a soapbox and represent their perspective as the ideal. And I was like, I'm at a place in my journey where I strive to become more fully human. And the more fully human I become is the more respectful I become of other people's choices in their human, your human journey. And also my dad's a pastor. So, I mean, I guess some of that rubbed off, you know? Okay. (laughs) PK. Yeah, but I I genuinely, one of the things he always told me, two things that I've never forgotten, is people don't want to, people don't care how much you know. They want to know how much you care. And always leave human beings better than you met them. And... I'm used to being on stage and being able to touch people, but since COVID, I had to like be grounded and stay in one place. And I felt like TikTok was my way to kind of reach people in a different way because I I feel like people don't get unconditional care and attention. Most times when you're talking to someone, they're usually trying to prove, like push their point or they're trying to make you agree with them or they're trying to cut down what you're saying or devalue you. And I was like, I want people to experience what it's like to disagree with someone, but still show kindness to say, this is wrong, but that doesn't mean you are wrong as a person, you know? So I aim to just exist and kind of make my parents proud because I feel like they did such a good job in their life I want to be like a really good reflection of them and I recognize the privilege that I had of growing up with these type of parents so um I just want to pay it forward I guess
0: you are certainly doing that right now and Jay I, Thank that you. I, I really appreciate you uh your tenacity your drive you are a phenomenal woman and your. Aww did an excellent job raising you and bringing you up in this world, right?
1: I take no credit for who I am. It's all them and God. Facts, facts. So mindset,
0: you had to have a certain type of mindset to be where you are today, right? So Mm -hmm. what was the motivating factor in your choosing to have this type of mindset, right? To heal others through your words, through your music, through your aura.
1: I think growing up in the West Indies made a big difference in that it's a very collective society. Everything you do affects others. Everybody knows your business. So it's like you can't really make decisions that only affect you and only affect your little bubble. Also, the examples that I had, my parents were very philanthropic they were very generous they were very caring my dad is probably one of the most nurturing people I have ever met like even the UN did like a whole special on him after like just how he when the government couldn't do what they needed to do was the one who got provisions and water and fed our like a bunch of villages in our constituency after hurricanes and stuff so um, shout out to your dad. Like, listen, yeah, like shout your dad out, powerful man of God, Jack, Pastor Jack, down there representing in Dominica. Come on, man. I love him Dominica? so Yeah, I love him so Pastor much, Pastor Jack. Okay. okay, y'all gonna
0: be at you next, Pastor.
1: <laughs> but he's, I saw that, and um, I think my dad always raised us to be focused on our purpose. Like, even as kids, it was heavy. He has apologized to me for it, though. It was heavy because, like, we were always focused on consequences and how our actions today affect our tomorrow and how we are part of a bigger picture. It's not just about you and your desires. And he taught us early about delayed gratification and um, self-regulation, self-control, and how Feelings do not dictate your actions. You feel them, but then you choose to do what's right. And that, I think me more than my brothers, um, you know, it was embedded in me. And I decided that my life needed to mean something. My life was about how people experienced me. It wasn't about who who I thought I was all the time. It was about how I treat people and obviously growing up in church um that helped because like everybody when you hear pk they're like oh you're the, you guys are wild you're the worst and as a little girl i was like not me i'm not gonna be the one i'm gonna follow every rule <laughs> every single one y'all not gonna say nothing about me i mean i had a pretty like straight-laced life but growing up now I I am grateful because I don't have a lot of the scars that you know some people might have um but just loving people has been I think my primary focus I wanted to make people experience the love that I feel from God on earth you know just feel the love of God with skin on kind of
0: I like that it's good stuff be the love of God with skin on yeah oh. <laughs> So mindset and spirituality is very important to you,
1: right? Oh, definitely.
0: So when you are, when you are making your posts, you are pretty intentional about what you're posting on social media, right? So what's the motivation behind some of the stuff that you post? Like I've seen, you know, stuff, dear black man, dear black woman, stuff like that.
1: Um. I think I was ignorant to a lot of things that were happening in the world around me because I'm always so focused like on a goal and I've never been like a super, super social person. So coming on TikTok and I saw like this whole divide, this great divide between Black men and women. And I'm pro-Black everything, trust me. Um, and seeing that, At first, I was affected by it because I was like, I had no idea. Black men hated us so much. I was like, why? Like, there's nothing on this world like a Black woman. Why would you hate us? And I was just seeing it back and forth. And at first, I was angry. And then I was dismissive. But afterwards, I was like, you know what? Let me remove myself. Like, just the amount of vitriol. I was like, this isn't just coming from inside this this is this is a symptom this is not the root right all this anger this is the fruit of a lot of hurt a lot of pain a lot of neglect a lot of unheard voices and I was like even if the result of what of the pain is very ugly to look at I don't want to speak to the symptom I want to speak to the root And maybe if I can talk to the root, then we can start healing the fruits. You understand? So it's like, I had to put myself in the shoes of a man and be like, it must be tough. If you're a genuinely decent guy, because it's like, really, it's not all all men. If you're a genuinely decent guy, trying to figure out life, even if you don't have all the tools, even if you were robbed of like all the opportunities and you, especially in America where you have to live with the white gays and live with police brutality and the possibility of, of not coming home and having to make yourself as unthreatening as possible. And then you come on social media to unwind and you hear all the ways you are horrible. That must be psychologically terrible. Like, I don't know how men go through life not being able to like rest on a shoulder or vent or just frolic for the woods or in a flower field and just have soft things and nice things. It's like, it must be hard to be a man. And that's where I was coming from.
0: And I can appreciate that, Jade. uh, Definitely. You know, a lot of men, we suffer in silence. A lot of men- That's crazy. Because we're taught how not to really express ourselves as children. Man up. Weird. There's a way. Don't be crying. Don't act like a punk. You're not a sissy. Be strong. Be bold. Be tough. Don't cry. Wipe your eyes. We're, ta- We're taught to repress our feelings as young boys.
1: And so, that's not human.
0: Yeah, be it as it may. We uh, in silence. A lot of men actually suffer in silence. So I
1: hear you saying that Black men hate Black women. That's how I felt. That's how you felt and then I realized it's it's not that like, okay, so my background is in psychology, so I was I was like, you know, a girl, dust off your little psychology muscles. obviously, these things are they stem back to the home. and as women, listen, I'm never gonna put women down. I'm pro-woman all day every day. That means I support uh, support women's rights and women's wrongs. I'm kidding, but. I really wish I could have a conversation and just like facilitate that while women are, we're, we're tired. We're angry. And I think men don't understand just how many of us have had our innocence stolen. It's way more than you think it will freak you out. How many, I probably have one friend, one who has never been molested one every single woman woman i know has gone through it and we are walking around with that and then add the extra burden of being a black woman who gets so much put on her from the beginning of our our displacement from africa like we're tired and we're hurting and we're not again, also allowed to be human because the trope of the strong black woman, you have to have everything down. We're not seen as soft and fragile. We're not seen as worthy of protection. And oftentimes the people who are hurting us look like us. Mm. So it's like, okay, not all black men, but, but tell me which one on face value, you show me which guy is not going to hurt me. Show me how to show me how to figure that out. So then you have that happening. And then you have men now coming back. Some men, a very like, you know, you know the kind with the rhetoric that sounds so dangerous to us. And we're like, uh-uh, not again. We can speak sn- we, free now. We is free now. We're gonna talk. So we're talking, and that's all we can do because we're not physically stronger. We're we're not like socially ahead. All we can do is vent. And then men are hearing this and then facing whatever they're facing in the world. And they're like, golly, can we get a break? And it's, and I wish I could be like, can we just put down our swords and realize that we're going through the same and different trauma and we are not each other's enemies and we can help each other, like figure this out.
0: I think this is a great turning point because Um, most men don't hate black women. And I know you thought that you felt like that at some point, right? Yeah. You know, unfortunately there are some black men or some so-called black men that hate so-called black women. And I say so-called because uh, as we know, black is not a race of people. It's not a culture. It's something that was bestowed upon us negatively. Right. And I don't identify as that, but for the sake of the conversation, Black men don't hate Black women. I just want to say that um, to the rest of the listeners um, and, and to you, like, I know sometimes you may feel like that as a woman. I don't feel like
1: that anymore, though.
0: Great, well, great. I'm glad that you don't feel like that because I love you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I love you too, Black men. I value man. you. You know, I value what you have to say. My house is your house. Mikasa Sukasa. su casa. Good morning. So this is an opportunity for us to really kind of Talk and clear the air, and any misunderstandings that people may have had, you know, on social media about the black man and about the black woman. We're to dispel all of that because we, as a race of people, we as man and woman, can come together civilly and have a conversation yeah. and engage, right, and agree to disagree. And For that's sure what relationship building is all about. I'm not always going to see eye to eye with you, although that's fine. Your eyes. Right <laughs> you're not always going to agree, right, as beautiful as your eyes are, I'm not always going to agree with you, and
1: you know, I don't take it personally facts you
0: know, um men do suffer in silence, and sometimes that that because they suffer in silence, um they tend to um take out some of that frustration on black women right I'm not saying that it's right um, hurt people hurt people, definitely, and it's unfortunate that when you are a a so-called black man and you are repressing your feelings right and you are you've reached a point where you no longer how to effectively communicate that's a problem that's problematic but who do you run to who do you turn to who do you take your anger and frustration out on the most the black woman why because you love her the most why because she brought you into this world and guess why else You're always taught to respect the Black woman. You're always taught that the Black woman is your what? Your strength. She's your dignity. You honor her. She's your place of wisdom. And guess what we do? We oftentimes hurt those that we love the most. I'm not talking about those idiots that think that it's okay to put their hands on a woman. We're not talking about them at all, right? Now, there are certain instances where there's self-defense and I'm not even talking about that. We're not even going there, right? Mm -hmm. But we're just talking about how men oftentimes suffer in silence and don't have an outlet like most black women don't necessarily feel like they have an outlet to what address that man you see the scales have been unbalanced Jade mm-hmm. and man as woman we have to bring about that balance to that scale that's what we've been lacking that's what time that's the time and season that we're in right now. It's no longer the woman up here and the man down here, or the man up here and the woman down here. No, we have an equal playing field now. Every other race of people have preceded us in everything. We're the last to be hired, first to be fired,
1: period. I think it, the issues with within our community are so nuanced and so multifaceted because Um we are like maybe one generation away, like removed from we're the first generation outside of um Jim Crow and the civil rights movement, and we will never appreciate how difficult that time is because we've never lived through it. I don't know how our parents survived it either, because I'm 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 finna throw hands. Okay. If you tell me I can't, I'll throw hands or I'll leave, I'll leave this earth because I I would not be able, I'll be unable to can. I'm telling you right now. Um, But what that did though, is a lot of our parents, we've been going from trauma to trauma to trauma and our inheritance has been trauma and trauma and trauma. It's just been reimagined, And a lot of our parents have been in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, like anybody who's done psychology and all the the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know that you're not fulfilling. You're not focused on emotional needs of kids. You're focused on stay alive. Don't let the KKK find you. uh, Come home safely, put food on the table, survive the white white man, learn to assimilate. Um, They're just teaching us how to survive in the white man's world. And a lot of the ways that were taught to us to survive, they're no longer feasible or necessary now. So we have coping mechanisms that we got from slavery, like putting down your child and making them seem less attractive so that they don't get sold. But a lot of Black parents do this thing where they will insult their kids to protect them because their mother insulted them to protect them. But now we don't have the danger anymore, but we're still using the same coping mechanism. So you're insulting me and I'm going to take it like, oh man, I must be terrible. I can never please my mom, no matter how great I am. She's always going to be like, like, oh, Johnny's so smart. He's like, oh yeah, he's smart, but he, he lazy. He's a good for nothing. He don't help me nothing in the house. And little Johnny's listening and he's like, damn, I do so well at school. Like, why isn't that enough? Why am I not enough? And imagine little Johnny getting into a relationship because the first woman in his life made him feel like he was not enough no matter what he did. So then he goes into a relationship and he hasn't learned certain ways on how to effectively communicate with a woman because he's been so focused on pleasing his mom that when he meets a woman that he really loves and she expresses that, yo, I'm dissatisfied with this, All he hears is his mom telling him that no matter how smart he is, he still has so many flaws and he's triggered because he couldn't retaliate against his mom. He retaliates against his woman. And then you come on social media and you hear a bunch of other women telling you, it doesn't matter if you work hard or you have money, if you're not a good person, you're like, what else do you want from me? And it's triggers all the time. So, I'm
0: glad that we're talking about relationships now, right? Because Mm -hmm. relationships are very important. When we are building relationships with our children, we are building relationships with our friends, our coworkers, um, you know, business relationships, they're all important. You're going to build relationships in this world, whether you like it or not, whether you like the person or not, whether it's a good relationship, i.e. a healthy relationship or a bad relationship i can't stand so and so so and so well then that's the mindset that you have just developed for yourself and you're always going to be triggered when you see so and so because as a man or woman thinks so they are because you have two hearts here and here Mm -hmm. a man or woman
1: thinks from the heart the mouth shall confess Right. Which is why I'm intentional about what I post, because I don't want, when you hear my voice, I don't want you to experience anything but peace. I don't want you to feel defensive when you hear me. Because I do want to communicate. Because if I start something, you know what's wrong with the black man? Fence. You know what's wrong with you women? Fence. You can't hear me. You can't hear me. So I think sometimes we lose the, the lose side of what communication is. What is the goal of it? Are you just trying to talk? Are you trying to be heard? What What do you want at the end?
0: I love it. I love it. So I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to put you on a spot. I'm letting you know, right? Oh, boy. What are three goals that you have? In your own personal, spiritual, and professional life?
1: Or for each kind of. I want my main goal is to not be 80 and have regrets. Um, Spiritually, I need to get out of my own way and learn how to submit spiritually and heal a lot of my church hurt Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and find and find peace in being in the presence of other church people because as soon as I hear church people my (laughs) my my defenses go up personally um I have lofty goals I have a goal to be wealthy enough to solve problems instead of talk about them don't have to talk to no government if there's a family need buy your house I want to be like if I had Elon Musk's money (laughs) I listen I would move as many African Americans as wanted to get out of here into the Caribbean and into Africa because I feel (sighs) there's a video that I I have had in my drafts about the difference between between being freed and being free and how those of us who came on the slave ships and were dropped off in the West Indies after the Emancipation Proclamation we were free but Americans have only been freed and I feel like Americans need to feel what it is to see your government look like you your celebrities look like you Your millionaires look like you. Your business owners all look like. Like y'all need to know what it feels like to be the default. And not have the white gaze. And you're not the minority. And you don't have to be black. You can just be. And have police that don't wear guns. Like our police don't have guns on the roads. Like so. That's my goal. I want to help real issues. And not just say I'm praying for you brother. Nah. If I see your goal, this kid is crying. They can't go to college. They don't have to know it's me. You have a check. That's what I want. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. I love it.
0: And see, this is what I'm talking about, about your mindset. You have a beautiful mindset. Great (laughs) relationships with the people. You're involved in the community. I just really love that. I love that about you. Um, Valid points. Finances. Here we are, right? So, finances—that's something that we lack in our communities. There is a financial disparity, and no one is really educating the community as a whole in the in the in the on the topic of financial
1: literacy. On purpose. Facts. Listen, I've been saying if we ever listen, do you know? how amazing and, and uh, like powerful you have to be for an entire system to be created just to keep you down. And you still, you still progress. Do you know how many African-American cities are underwater and have been flooded out? It's fair because if we ever get on the same playing field, it's lights out, it's lights out it's over. And my thing is the lack of financial literacy is deliberate. Like right now, what is happening right now? Prices are going up on gas, on housing and on groceries. Yes. It's not because anything has changed per se. It's because people got to sit down and reevaluate their life. And they're like, I'm working, I'm-, I'm living to work. I'm not doing that anymore. And people started reading on the stock market. People started investing in crypto. People started, you know, expanding their portfolios and they quit, but them quitting makes things harder for the people we have at the time. I'm going to call them oligarchs. It's not because they're American. They can't be. We're making it harder for the rich guys who made patriarchy and and benefit for them. So they're raising the prices of everything. So we go back into that rat race. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And creating a world
0: famine at the same time. Because they need their
1: money. They need their worker bees back. When famine happens, war happens. Exactly. And war is money war is money right it's only tracks that we have a global pandemic the great resignation but then all of a sudden russia and ukraine war listen it's it's if this is why they don't teach your history right because if we were taught properly we could see the patterns because they have the same playbook they have the same playbook and i really wish that our people There are a lot of accounts, there are a lot of people who are trying to teach, like learning how to make a family trust, make family banks. It's not as hard as we think. It's not as hard as we think. And it's easier to get approved for housing loans if you go through a family bank and you use your family trust. But a lot of us feel that that knowledge is like so far above us that we don't do it. We still have grandma putting her money under her mattress, uh, but it's easy it's it's hard
0: don't because we don't trust banks for 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 the right reasons
1: and we shouldn't which is why we should make our own every family should have a family bank pool your resources those are those are the things that i wish that would be taught um in the black community a little bit more and as much as i can like on my podcast I have black financial advisors. Insur- get insurance. That's how you transfer wealth too. Get a life insurance. When you're dead and gone, your kid's going to have a nest egg and they can build on that. It's not just about you. You are just one blip in the line. Right. Do what you have to do and not be so focused on what you do now. Set the next generation up because I, ain't ha- I could not survive not one whip. Mm. And I'm grateful for the people who took the lash and stayed alive so that I could be here. So now it's my turn to sacrifice for the people who come after me.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, Income protection, protecting your life is very important. And, you know, when when we hear of life insurance, we're only thinking about life insurance for the sake of who's going to bury you. Like, but it's collateral too. Funeral expenses. That's the only time we really think and care about life insurance. We don't think about that as a whole, right? Or even creating your
1: own wealth, your own money. Ex- Listen, I have, n- and we think about retirement too late. Like, I don't have any kids, but I have life insurance. I have two policies. And you know who's going to benefit? My brothers. Mm. You know, like, I make sure I have three (laughs) retirement funds that I'm saving towards every week, plus whatever I get with my job, because the way I calculated it for you and I, when we, the way inflation is going, when we are retiring, we're going to need 1.5 million to $3 million saved up to have a decent quality of life for retirement. Not great not rich, just decent. Like what we have now. And that's horrible. It's pathetic. That's terrifying. Do you know how hard it is to raise that capital? If you don't start now?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you wait five years, 10 years, 15 years, it's a wrap 15 years. You're over. You've lost over $2.5 million, you know? So it's just horrible, you know? um, Yeah. We'll definitely get into that. But for, for you all that are listening in to our podcast today, uh, Jade is our special guest uh, on TikTok, Jade underscore the T-H-A underscore Gemini. So she'll give you her contact information where you can reach her on all of our social media platforms. And after she's done with that, I will give you my information. She will give you guys, she will share some words of affirmations with you guys. And I will share some words of affirmations with you guys as well. And we're going to tag a team just like that before we get out of here. So, Jay, please, mm-hmm. listening audience, where they can find you all over your platforms.
1: Okay. So, I've, I've done a social media purge, guys. So, you can find me on TikTok, which is J-A-D-E underscore T-H-A underscore Gemini, Jade the Gemini. And you can find me on Instagram, it's Jade Breeves music, J-A-D-E-B-R-E-V-E-S, music.
0: Facts. I love that. I love that. So make sure y'all follow her on her social media. She's going to give that to you one more time. Ooh.
1: Also, follow my podcast, the Hard Ones Podcast. And it's across all, all socials. It's about it's four of us. It's two, two women, two men. And we're talking about the hard things that men and women should talk about, but don't. And we have hard ones, as in hard drinks, because we're West Indian. We like to drink. Um, while we talk about hard topics.
0: I love that. I love that. So guys, you can find me wherever you stream your favorite podcast. I am Dr. King Yacht. Uh Dr. King Yod Speaks Network. So you can Google that and uh you can find me again wherever you stream your favorite podcast. If you like uh, what I'm bringing to the table, you find value with uh, with what I'm presenting to you guys and with the guests that I'll bring it on, go to Yelp, Y-E-L-P, and write a positive review about the podcast that I that I do and what I share with you guys. Also, write a Google review. It really helps us with what we're doing with the, uh, with the network, Dr. Kenyon Speaks Network. And uh, just wanted to really let y'all know that I appreciate y'all all over the world. Now we have West Indies. On our we want to definitely be promoting West Indies for all our fans and supporters all over the world, uh, the countries in Africa that we haven't mentioned in the past. We know that you guys are growing and we love the listenership that we get over there in Africa. Also, um, you know, in Europe and Asia, we just love the support that we're getting. You know, shouts out to all of you guys in in, in those different countries, uh, Africa, Asia, Europe. And then also, of course, we get most of our support in the U.S., where I am born and raised uh, and from. So I am just super, super honored to have you guys really supporting. Uh, As you know, you guys have also seen uh, couples retreat uh, information flying around social media. I am really supporting uh, Healthy Living LLC and part of that uh, that process of initiating or helping to initiate a couples retreat. So uh, uh, definitely check out the information uh, for those that are interested in joining the couples retreat. You can contact area code 314-485-9277 and you can email LLC at gmail.com, and also you can shoot me an email, drkingya at gmail.com. So, guys, uh, back to Jade. Jade, this has just been truly, truly, truly amazing just having you here uh, with us on today. Uh, we talked about affirmations. I know that affirmations are also something that you find near and dear to your heart. Yep. What words of affirmation do you have for our listeners?
1: Mm-hmm. Our song. Um, be. I have two. Great. You are worth your very best effort. What, the very best of you, you deserve it. So put that into yourself. And the second one is, you're an answer. You would not be on this earth if there wasn't a problem that you were the solution to. So... Whenever you feel like what's the point, you're an answer. So find where you're needed. (laughs) I love that. All right. And she just dropped the mic. Did (laughs) (laughs) y'all? Not really, because this one's really expensive, guys.
0: Yeah, don't drop that mic. Don't drop that mic. All right. As always, I encourage you all to just breathe. Get it done. No excuses. Never give up on pursuing your dreams. That's what I got for y'all.
1: I, I have, needed
0: that. Huh? I needed that one. Yes. I am Dr. Kenya. For those that are listening for the very first time, you're struggling financially, guess what? I got a message for you. Listen closely. It's a secret. Everybody should know this secret. Your career trajectory is about to change. I'm Dr. Kenya. I love y'all and I'll see y'all next time.